0: Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the daily Bible wrap up as I adjust my chair here. It's Tuesday morning, the 25th of July, and our readings for today that we're going to review are Psalm 89, 9 through 13, Romans 9, 1 through 21, and Hosea 11, 12 through 14. So it's actually verse 11, 12 through chapter 14. little confusing there so we start out in psalm 89 continuing from yesterday and i'm actually going to read from here everything in the world is yours you created it all have you ever considered that those who don't believe such and speak of say mother nature are themselves saying that an all-powerful being is responsible for all that we see around us? Now, once you approach the world from the perspective that everyone believes in something, everyone has a fundamental belief by which they build their existence on, in some ways the world begins to make more sense. Some believe that the universe began with a big bang. The point is everything has its beginnings in faith, some sort of faith, down to the point of having faith that our senses adequately perceive what we call the world and that it's not some projection on our sight and our hearing, some sort of we're being fooled and that it's not some sort of electrical signal manipulation in that we are all, all in reality just blobs hanging out in gelatinous tubes kind of like the matrix movie not a pleasant thought for sure we even believe that we exist is the often quoted axiom i think therefore i am sufficient is that not rooted in some belief that cognitive thought results in reality anyway you see how far down this rabbit hole you can go the point that I'm trying to make is that now that we can accept that everyone believes something about the realities that they perceive, then it's time to look at the options. And when I approach now belief in the God of Abraham and the divinity of Jesus, I conclude that of all the possible beliefs that I'm aware of to serve as the foundation for my existence, that's the one that makes the most sense spiritually and logically that's the conclusion i've come to maybe you have as well i tend to be analytical and that's how that's part of it's it's a summary of how i guess i can explain how logically i came to being in the faith New Testament, we are in Romans 9, as noted before. For Paul, Christ is the truth as well. He says, quote, my conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. So he came to the same conclusion I did as far as the faith being the foundation for his existence. I have, of course, come to mine, partially based on his writings to help form my conclusion. But his experiences, including direct interaction with Christ, helped to form his. He emphasizes God did not fail in fulfilling his promise to Israel. You don't have to be a child of Abraham to be counted as God's people. You need to be a child of the promise. He illustrates that God calls people for his own purposes, not according to their good or bad works, by showing God chose Jacob as an example before he was born. Quote, it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. In other words, we're not to question God's choices. We're, it, it, he is the creator. Should, quote, should the thing that was created say to the one that created it, why have you made me like this? No, God made us as we are for his purposes. Rejecting that is rejecting him. Hosea 11, 12 Just this one little verse tells us that Israel lies, but Judah is still faithful. But when we go to Hosea 12, it starts out by saying that the Lord is bringing charges against Judah. I have challenges in Hosea understanding when Hosea speaks of Judah and Israel, where the separation is, because the rest of Hosea 12 is again all about how the people of Israel will be sentenced to death for their sins. And then Moving on in 13, Ephraim sins and in response continued to sin. So it seems like Hosea is going to focus now on Ephraim. But then, as before, the narrative pivots back to Israel in verse 9. Although not totally, because in verse 16, for example, the people of Samaria must bear the consequences of their guilt. I guess the overall theme is basically you sinned, you're guilty, the Lord drew the line. We don't know where the line is. We shouldn't approach it. I talked about that four. But the line has been crossed for all. Hosea 14, but now the message is only in the Lord can the people find mercies, mercy. This is in verse three and supports what Paul says centuries later. What we talked about just a couple minutes ago. Only through repentance will the Lord heal them of their unfaithfulness. That's in verse four. And then coming direct quote from verse nine, the paths of the Lord are true and right and righteous people live by walking in them. But in those paths, sinners stumble and fall. And I got to thinking that that last verse, that last quote could very well make for a good prayer as well. So I may end up adding that to the prayer area of the forum. If you're not familiar with the forum, if you go to secondchancebook.org I'm posting there I've only posted I think one or two things so far but I'm posting on there things that as I do these readings that may end up potentially being a decent prayer that I would want to pray later on that I posted in there and I figured well that's another way to share some of what I think to, to you so check that out if you so desire and that's it for today i hope that your week is going well hope today is a good and prosperous day for you not just in material items but in and and more importantly in spiritual items and that will happen only if you walk by the spirit today take care